Welcome to New Realms Nightmares, presented by the Fearsome Foursome. Oh yeah, first episode oh, yeah. of New Realms Nightmares. Hello everybody and welcome to this special episode. I am your host James, with my co-host Anthony, oh, yeah. Juliana, and Christian. Spooky season! It's October 3rd. So... <laughs> it is October 4th, actually. Know, we are four days into spooky season. I have crapped my pants three <laughs> times already. Make that four times. That honestly scared me. <laughs> and I'm spooky. We're coming at you with New Realms Nightmares. This is our special October special. I don't know what you call it. Our, special, our special episodes. October special. Our, our October special month. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, our October takeover. Halloween Ooh, takeover. Oh, I like that. I like that. Ooh. Halloween our takeover. Our spooky takeover. Now. If you guys haven't noticed, we've like done a full takeover on all of our social medias. If you want to go check that out at New Realms Podcast Liar. on all accounts, even TikTok and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I Are you like speaking Twitter. that into existence? Right no, now? I did update the logos and I started posting on Twitter of the spooky stuff. Okay. I know. I retweeted. Thank you. And I posted <laughs> the post that Juliana posted too. Yeah, I did. I saw that. I love that post. It is so cute. Go look at it. It's really cute. Um, and the like. And when you're there, don't forget to follow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a little self promo. You know, that follow button actually means a lot. Mm-hmm. First conspiracy. Jump right into it. Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> Was it good or was it bad? I didn't get to see it, so y'all can't fucking ruin yeah, it for me. don't even talk about it. It was Sucks. excruciatingly painful. I was enraged. I was angry. I was deeply hurt and affected by this film. Now tell us about Hocus Pocus. What about it? Was it good? Uh, the original? No. The I just oh, said how one, I felt one. about it. Wow, interesting. It hurt me to watch that film. I thought you were talking film. about a personal thing. No, it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> You're always talking about personal things. You don't know the difference anymore. <laughs> it all sounds the same. It's funny. No, but on a serious <laughs> note, on a serious note, Hocus Pocus 2 was such a good movie. James. <laughs> we were sponsored don't by them lie. last week. I'm yeah. That's our sponsor. Come yeah. on. You're blowing this. Maybe one day. <laughs> um, before we got into like the spooky theories, let's do our verses for this week. Ooh. Last week... Whoops, I don't remember what we did, to be honest. Uh, what, what we did we the Greek gods. Yeah. Oh, yes. Hades and Kratos versus... Oh, I know. All right, on. before uh, we get into that... Ares and... I have some crazy news. Athena. What's the crazy news? All right. You know how Russia and Ukraine and everything? Yeah. So apparently Russia has a doomsday device. Did you hear about this? I... Yes. Their yeah. submarine? Mm. It's called Vladimir Putin's ass. <laughs> The submarine, they shoot out, I think they shoot out a nuke in the water, and it creates a tsunami that's radioactive. Radioactive. And it was in our waters, and we had no idea until they left. That's crazy. Oh, the submarine was in our waters? The submarine was in the USA's waters, and we had no idea. That's crazy. I'm going to hope it was the West Coast. And not only can it create a radioactive tsunami, it can also shoot missiles out in the sky. That's wild. Damn, that's some freaking high-tech shit right there. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> now, back, backing off, because uh, before we get like into the spooky stuff, actually, I found some mind-blowing information this past weekend, and I want to share it, and I was about to dis- just discuss it offline with everyone, but they're like talking on the podcast. 
So we all know when we go to a crosswalk, there's those button lights to please call wait. the yeah the please wait. <laughs> so people like there was a theory that it doesn't work, and that theory happens to be very very true. So in like 2000, it was like 2005, 2006, the early 2000s, there was an ADA American Disability Act that got passed, and within it in New York, I don't know about other places, but I'm pretty sure it's all the other places as well that. Uh, they had to start shutting these crosswalk lights down because for ADA reasons, like you can't just call it. If there's another walkway, like you can't make it go faster. So the majority, I think it's 90% of all crosswalks in the world, in the country do not work. How many? 90%. But like 90%. how, how are they not working? Like, They're I will just go up to it. I, so there's, percent there's agree. a set amount of time. Yeah. The lights, only change because of the cars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you just think you're doing something yeah oh that makes sense yeah see this makes sense also because the light right here near taco bell always has the same amount of time yes but it just recently started doing that only mm-hmm. within like the past i think they year. changed but it. there's also yeah, like did. so like the ways like lights can change or like if there's a car like so that yeah. light specifically if there's cars there it will change like the timing for that but the physical button won't ever do anything interesting but it's mm-hmm. always on i noticed because yeah. when i used to go to work i used to take that way and it was always like the shortest light ever but yep. now i look at the little timer because mm-hmm. it always has like 30 seconds on there for people to cross yep so i'm zooming up not really now i'm going mm-hmm. down the road well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cops <laughs> don't come get country. her i've never gone over the speed limit in my life authorities so. <laughs> come grab her no i'm a safe driver i'm a safe driver i really am but that wasn't the mind-blowing information like i i knew that i like i i heard about that the one that blows my mind is that the elevator close button does not work that i believe a hundred percent that has to work i don't know i I totally believe it only works that always works for me it only works for firefighters and the engineers they turn it off every single one and this also had to do with the ada act how do you explain when i see somebody walking i press it and it goes whoop because it's about to close so, it according goes, to American Disability Act, goes, you can't have a door close button because if a person's coming in through a wheelchair and someone tries to close it, they have to be able to get access to that. So, they have a certain amount of time every single every. I single totally believe that because open. I'll be in right, the elevator let's go test this. and I'll be clicking the button and I'm Who's like... Who's closing the door? Yeah, the handicapped guy. Who's the asshole? Assholes. <laughs> Who's the asshole closing the door on the handicapped guy? So, that was part of the law. Like, you have to... The ha- it has to be a certain amount of time that door has to stay open for a person who potentially can have a disability to walk through. Interesting. Through. I believe it. I <laughs> That's do. Sussy. But it was crazy. I'm like, what? And I looked it up and it was true. I want to be honest. I still don't believe that. I got to <laughs> see it for myself yeah, because I've done it. Either. I almost every That's time I click saying. that button, it's worked. Yeah. Uh, unless it's just. How often are you going in elevators? When I used to work at, at Regal all the time. Oh, I shouldn't say co- company names, huh? No, they're going bankrupt <laughs> anyway. You're probably also using a work elevator, a service elevator. Oh, it was a work elevator. Yeah. True. It's different, is it? Yeah. Oh. You mean like public? Yeah, public, public elevator. I didn't know there was a difference. To be honest, when with I use public elevators, no, wait, I this is a public elevator. Public. Anybody can use it. Anyone? Yeah, anyone. There's yeah, two floors. No, no, it's, it's meant is. for handicapped yeah, people. Yeah, because there's it's meant for people um, in wheelchair like wheelchair accessibility. It doesn't work then. Um, in the theater five. Then definitely doesn't work. That's I. That's so weird. Interesting. Placebo. I gotta test it. And and like it's crazy because like the same thing with the crosswalk, like you just tap it and mm-hmm. like it makes you think that you actually have control or like the ability to change. Hundred percent think that works. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I mean, that work. doesn't work. doesn't work, yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Like, why would they do that just to mess with everybody? <laughs> so I even asked, like, my engineer at my job. I was like, is that true? And he's like, yeah, we have to turn it off. That's interesting. Well, that mm-hmm. see, that makes sense, the elevated thing, because... I, like the wheelchair thing yeah. and then having it for firefighters. Like, like that makes sense. But it just gives you the illusion thing, of like control. What's the point of the crosswalk thing? Like, I why don't are really they, know. Why are they doing that to us? I don't know. For what reason? Because I guess to, so they can control traffic more. Like if someone just every single time someone hit that button, it changed, the traffic would be insane. Yeah. So I think it's oh, probably a way to be like controlling traffic enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like we're here. Like we just tap it and say like we're here and then like it'll make sure it gives you the allotted time. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I think that's what it does. I think it does do that. So, like, it doesn't work in the way that we think it works. But yeah, it does but say, it like, someone's here. Make sure it gets the in, the full time. Because yeah, yeah. I think you can cut mm-hmm. it in half. If there's no one there, you can cut, like, the crosswalk time to, like, half it. Yeah, that makes saying. sense. That makes so sense. I think that's what it does. So, like, it works in a way, but yeah. it's not the way that we think it works. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. That makes sense. But that's that's what blew my mind this weekend um, while I was going crazy at work. Um but yeah, the versus Kratos versus well, well, no, no, Kratos and Hades, and Hades versus Athena, Athena, Athena and, Ares. and Ares. Yes. Who do you got? Think one. Kratos. Kratos. Yeah. Kratos won 100. percent Yeah. Wait, 100. percent 100. percent Wow. Wow. Now, I will say it was a very low performing versus for us, but yikes! I mean, we only. <laughs> Did we? No, that's not true. No. We're kidding. You know what? This is our podcast. We can do what we want. So. True. <laughs> I think we should stop voting. No, like for real. Okay, yeah. I, I concur. I think us four should not vote. I mean, uh, yeah, we're already giving rules. our opinions. We're not allowed to vote. And we're especially not allowed to vote on two separate accounts. That was you. That was <laughs> you. <laughs> Girls trying to say pass that off to someone yeah. else. Anyways, Jesus, I love that. Jesus, man, word. she got caught. <laughs> Anyways... So the verses for this week, we're going with the classic spooky. Spooky. We are going Chucky, Chucky. versus the, the Leprechaun. leprechaun. From the Leprechaun. From the Leprechaun movie. Um, the if you've ever seen it, it's a horror film. There's like five of these movies, you know that? Maybe more. Yeah, they probably all suck. <laughs> yeah, they do. Nah, they're funny. They're... Isn't there like Leprechaun in the Hood or something like that? Yeah, there is. It's Dang, pretty funny. Spooky. It's not scary. It's more like a like a. I don't know if the, it's if meant to be really a horror movie. I think it's just a comedy. I think it's like it's trying to be serious, but you can't. Like, how are you gonna take that seriously? I know. If you ever seen That's the movies, you can't too. take that seriously. It's just so ridiculous. All right, go through. Let's. I think the viewers need a breakdown of what's Chucky's powers. <laughs> Wait, should we vote first? Let's vote first and then we'll talk about it because that's hilarious. All right. Three, two, one. The Leprechaun. leprechaun. We all knew James was going to do that because he just wants to try to argue it. No, well, yes, (laughs) but I I don't know. I do think Chucky might win. So, James, can you just please tell the audience what the Leprechaun's power is? Okay. I don't know if this is everything. This is what Google's given me. Mm -hmm. It says teleportation, levitation, Attach reattachment of body parts and Period. voice mimicry, right? Mimicry. Mimicry. He can mimic your voice. Mm-hmm. Now tell the audience what Chucky's power is. Please. Chucky. Don't try to 
make it better. Yeah, make just it glamorous. say what's on there. Just I'm, I'm, I'm going to Chucky has the strength and speed of a full-grown human adult. <laughs> so stupid. That's all he does. So stupid. Yeah. He's able to easily restrain and kill people over three times the size with little to no difficulty. This is quite literally my beef with Chucky. Why didn't they just punk kick him across the fucking room? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. Like, you literally let a doll beat you. How embarrassing. <laughs> How embarrassing. That with is the, embarrassing. You literally died from a basketball air pump. Like, that is so <laughs> embarrassing for Wait, you. Wait, what? So the scene where he, the lady... I've never seen it. She's like a teacher, and she goes into the closet, and he pops out, and he's like... And like... Like, there's a basketball air pump thing. Yeah. And he just stabs it in her back and, like, pushes it and, like, kills her. That's stabs her with it. Like, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> How does that even make sense? Uh, you tell the me. The same way that the girl getting closed in the garage door. Oh, from Scream? Is, oh, like, she, that's the equivalent. She was literally a queen, though. Like, she beat his ass. She just made a wrong decision. <laughs> a very wrong decision. I oh continued to make the wrong decision the entire time she went all the way up. Hey, James, since we're speaking of Scream, call me. What the what? <laughs> Mega cringe. Yeah, for real. That was the cringiest thing. That's, a, that's embarrassing. That was just uncalled that's for. That's embarrassing. I'm honestly going to file a sexual harassment charge. <laughs> Where's HR? Yeah. Get me HR. Oh, this is HR. <laughs> Are you making fun oh, of the God. HR guy that we have here? Yeah. That's embarrassing. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So, James, why did you choose Chucky? Can I hear why you guys picked Leprechaun? Because he his He's strength not isn't not a human adult. <laughs> Teleportation, mimicry, and reattachment of body parts. I thought the mimicry was so cool. I did not know he could do that, and I would fall for that shit, so. Exactly. You would fall for that. A normal human would fall for that. Chucky is not a human. Well, he's Chucky a soul might, of a human. If, okay, he can mimicry his girlfriend. <laughs> mimicry? He can mimic his girlfriend. He can mimicry his girlfriend. It's spelled mimicry. You can't it help is, but say mimicry. Yeah, you're acting like this is like, oh, this is a common word. It's mimicry. Like, I, like, I don't think I've ever think used the word means? mimicry in my life. Like, or mimic. Mimic. Guys, guys, just get it together. We are metaphysics. Okay, the meatball wins. The meatball? <laughs> the meatball wins. We're bringing it back. Just do it little attitude. Oh, my God. I feel like I always say oh my God. bring it back. Yeah. In a, never mind. I, we're getting way too off track. Um, okay. So, Chucky. Chucky? Listen, I was, I was, I'm was. i not going to lie. At first, I was like, you know what? Maybe Chucky will win. Maybe I'll just play devil's advocate. But I do kind of think Chucky will win. And now, I'm really thinking Chucky will win. I'm going to be honest. This is my thing. Chucky... He has the strength. Okay, I know you guys are like, that's so stupid. He has the strength of a and speed of a human adult. Okay? What and type he can, of human adult? What did you say? What type of a human adult? I'm assuming a physically assuming. active adult. Like, not yeah. me. Like a <laughs> male, like a like, like Maybe like you, strength. Anthony. Yeah, maybe like how fast you ran, like when I got, I fell off the quad, that type of fast. No. But it says right here, he small with blinding speed. So I'm assuming he's really fast. So he's fast. <laughs> I can't help to laugh. I, I can't help but laugh. No, you can just punk kick him. <laughs> but that's my thing. You guys are thinking more him against a human, and I can understand that because oh, that's oh true. a that's human's true. tall. He's so small. 
oh, you can just punt kick him because you're a big human. He's versing Leprechaun, who's, I would assume, the same size. If not, maybe Leprechaun might be a little taller, or, a little give taller. or take. But virtually the same size. Like Hornswoggle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Chucky, he has the strength and the speed of a human. It said he can take down somebody three times his size. Leprechaun is his size. But Leprechaun also has teleportation. Yeah. But Leprechaun also takes down humans. Yeah. So he can take down people a human size. Yeah, but he doesn't have the strength to do it. He's yes, more he he's more of I'm assuming I don't remember what he's he does. He's more exactly. of a trap guy. Yeah. And he just kinda yeah, like but, so he pops can trap, up and kills you. If he can trap a, a human sized person, he can trap the small human sized person. Let me just tell person. you, Leprechaun is gonna repackage Chucky and sell him. I agree. Chucky shows. has the soul of a serial killer in him. So he has the bloodlust in his blood. In his stuffing. I don't know if he has blood. <laughs> okay. I can only assume he's kind of immortal because he's a doll. And it's his spirit that's in him, and his spirit because there's I mean how many Chucky movies are there? And I'm pretty sure he like quote unquote dies the, the end, of Chucky, and his soul just gets Chucky. transferred. Wow. Okay. Can I spoil it. I don't know if I've never seen the movie. <laughs> don't I'm honestly the guessing. Bitch. It's been like 40, 40 years. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, but he's a doll. Leprechaun. He can just pretend to be a doll. Leprechaun could just walk past him. Chucky runs up at supersonic speed and fucking stabs him in his neck, <laughs> dead. Okay. Oh, Leprechaun teleports but behind Leprechaun Chucky. Can, like, like, what do you mean dead? Like, we don't know what kills him. I mean, what kills Chucky? I don't know either. Probably just ripping him apart. I'm assuming you could just kill <laughs> him by killing him. Taking the batteries out. Taking the batteries out. No, he doesn't have batteries. I know. Just joking. But um, batteries not included in this. He goes to kill. Separating his head. He kills. He goes to kill Leprechaun. Okay, Leprechaun teleports behind him or something like that. Chucky fast as shit. Like I said, so was Chucky, a leprechaun. Chucky, Chucky but he, is as fast as me, dude. <laughs> Chucky has the strength and speed of a human adult, and he's going up against a leprechaun who has the strength and speed of a leprechaun. Yeah, but they're fast. Not as fast as Chucky. Plus, he you can mimic people's voices. He goes fast. I think leprechaun goes faster than humans. He's gonna and mimic. And the leprechaun can teleport. Oh wait, hold on. I got the game winner. He's gonna mimic Chucky's bride. That's what I just. Oh. I literally said that in the beginning. What are you I talking about? I was definitely listening to that. <laughs> I literally said that. And then he's going to see a leprechaun, and they're going to clap cheeks, baby. <laughs> I don't think it matters, because in the, Chucky is a killer. Chucky literally so has the soul of a killer in him. The leprechaun kills if you're stealing his gold. Imagine His Chucky, beast with you if you have his gold. That's it. Chucky's like catchphrase was like, battery's not included, bitch. <laughs> all right. All cool. I can say is let's leave it up to our viewers. If you guys want to vote, please... Go vote right after this episode at New Realms Podcast on Instagram. It'll be in the stories. So please keep a lookout for that. The fearsome um, foursome would like your votes. <laughs> yes, the fearsome foursome would like your votes. I'm just going to throw this out there real quick. Mm-hmm. My me. man Chucky is oh always packing a knife, a gun, and a grenade. Okay? <laughs> okay? Okay. Okay. And because he's a doll, he's low-key a tank. He is tanking shots like bullets, knife shots that would be fatal to humans. He's tanking that shit. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. Kamikaze. He. Oh my he, god. Listen, no, because I'm trying. If he has the strength and speed of a human, and he can, uh, kill people three times his size. He can whoop that freaking leprechaun's ass. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. We'll leave it up for the viewers. Juliana is done with you. (laughs) She's done with this versus. She's like, I'm tired. It's just been too long. Let's go. It's already late. All right. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I spit facts. You guys just said, he's a leprechaun. He could teleport. Hmm. 
No, he know. can teleport. He literally can put his body parts back onto his body. Okay. Okay, Chucky, take that shit and run. Chucky, shit, if he if his head gets ripped, then he's dead. Chucky? Yeah. Are you dead. sure about that? Pretty damn he's sure. Dead. He's a doll. I, okay, ripped. so what is he going to do? Get his head dead. and put it back on his body? Maybe. What if I crush it? Then there's nothing, there's nothing happening. All right. Let's go to conspiracy number one. You ready? Yes. <laughs> the leprechaun survived the hood. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Anyway, conspiracy number one. Right, Chucky guys. sucks. I changed my mind. Oh my I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, We're conspiracy not- number one. All right, here we go. You ready? Conspiracy number one, guys. <laughs> All right. Who's up? You. Oh, I, was, I was like, wait, what? You forgot already? <laughs> All right. Let me take you back to the Philippines after World War II. Oh, boy. I know where this is going. Let's just say the U.S. was worried about communism entering Southeast Asia. So you know what they did? The CIA went in there and they used their beliefs and truth against them. Against the Philippines? The Philippines, yeah. And you know what they did? They staged a vampire attack. What? I did not think that this was going this way. That literally took a 180. (laughs) I know this one. Welcome (laughs) to Spookyville. What did he say? It's just like a spooky island with Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yo. So this is documented by government accounts and also witnesses in the Philippines. They all... This is true story, true facts. This all happened. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in the late 40s and early 50s, there was a rebellion going on in the Philippines. Since the forces were composed of guerrilla army, the U.S. used psychological warfare because okay. they didn't want to go up against them. Okay. So Lansdale, who was a government official, worked with the officials of the Philippines to get rid of the rebellion and use their beliefs and truths against them. So what he did was he took a plane... And he flew it over the countryside with a speaker attached to the plane that played several curses in their native language. And uh, collabor- it said, any collaborators who are helping the rebels will, will have their family curse and all their belongings destroyed if they continue. So the next day, multiple Huck... There, so the rebellions... The rebels were called Huck... Something like, that was a short... They were called the Huck Rebels. They turned themselves in because they were starving because nobody would help them anymore. So they just re- turned themselves in. Mm-hmm. And then, so Lansdale also sent in people into the town. And in the middle of the night, they uh, spray painted eyes all around their house, the people's houses. So when they woke up, all they saw was eyes. Ew. Yeah. But like, why? Just to scare them, to strike fear into them. That's crazy. Yeah. And fucked up. So, they also had a legend of this thing called the Aswang, which is a vampire that his tongue would shoot out and then suck your blood. Hmm. His tongue? Yes. Yeah, so, instead of biting, his tongue would shoot out. That's, so That's kind of kinky. Yeah, kinda, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that, yeah, that's, that's kinky. scary. But, like, a tongue? Like, how does a tongue suck blood? I don't know. Maybe his tongue has, like, teeth or something. Or it's like a yeah. worm and it just sucks onto you. Like a leech. Yeah. Ew. So that was their thing. It was a blood-sucking creature called the Aswang. So then Lansdale sent in more people to figure out where the Huck rebels were hiding, and it was on top of a mountain. 
So what he did was he sent people into the villages by the mountain and said they saw the Aswang in the mountains. So to strike fear in them. And then That's so after mean. a couple of days, they had people talking and they eventually reached the Huck rebels and they all found out. So in the middle of the night, they follow the people because they were doing uh, routes up on the mountains. So what they did was they ambushed them. They took the last guy in the group so nobody would see. Pulled him into the bush, killed him, and what they did was they took two pin needles, stuck in the back of his neck, dra- put him upside down, drained his blood, and then threw him back on the trail. Oh my god. And then the squad found him, they all got scared, and all the Huck Rebels backed down. That's insane. Yeah. But the the Huck Rebels, they were tired of people like, they were all like farmers and everything, so they were tired of people like bullying them, trying to get, them, get rid of them, so they really were like fighting for their rights and everything yeah and the they didn't like the leaders at the after world war ii the u.s brought back the same leaders mm-hmm. and they were abusing them and everything so that's really what the Huck rebels were but that's what they did they drained his blood threw him back on the thing scared them all that's crazy and they all backed down damn period and then what they did after that was they stopped abusing them and they made it seem all good and happy. And then they had people, they hired people to dress up as Huck Rebels and go destroy villages and steal things to put make their name bad. Mm-hmm. So then everybody hated the Huck Rebels. Jesus. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, am I shocked? No. No. <laughs> but that's terrible. That's insane. Yeah, but it wasn't even the... Se- so, Lansdale went to the Philippines as like this... Uh, office of strategic something and then it eventually became the cia oh yeah i said that last week too the cia was something different when i was talking yeah. about uh the U- unibomber yeah yeah mm-hmm. the unibrower the unibrower office, <laughs> i forget what it's called yeah but that's that's interesting yeah there's a lot more stuff but that's pretty much it that's insane the cia did a lot of fucked up stuff they really as, did i got what was it called the office of strategic something I have it right here in my notes. I gotta find it because it's gonna annoy me. Wait, your notes from last week? Yeah, she keeps them all here. I was gonna say, I was like, you left that here? The Office of Strategic Services. Yes. Which is now known as the CIA. Yep. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, Well, I guess they lived up to their names. Very strategic, I guess. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, right? That's really fucked up. It's fucked up. I saw the vampire attack. I was like, I gotta see this. <laughs> There's some sick people working for them. That's for sure. Seriously, mm-hmm. like to be able to do that, it's and, crazy. Like, be like fine, how much you can persuade people with just the, like their beliefs and what they th- actually yeah. think is yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of like crazy that. We did that. But. And that was all Lansdale. Like, that guy Lansdale? That yeah. was his... He And then he became this, like, well-known guy and, like, did, like, crazy st- crazy things. Like, he goes the best way to uh, hypnotize people or persuade them in a certain way is just go after their truths and beliefs. Damn. Yeah. That's fucking vindictive. That, that's vindictive, but, like, probably very true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is scary. Ruthless, but effective. Yeah. It's kind of like I never heard this story. I don't know why anybody doesn't talk about it. Yeah, because they kill them. So 
Well, that's like a lot of things. Like a lot of this, <laughs> like a lot of the stuff we talked about. Like even like MK Ultra, like all those things. Like they're true. Like these people's lives have been like severely affected by what like the office for the whatever strategic services or whoever else, like whatever else they were doing at the time. Like they were really affected, and like they never got an apology. They never got an acknowledgement. Like these people's lives were ruined, and like some yeah. were killed, and like nobody cares. Yeah. Messed up. And you know what else I was talking about? That's been bothering me. What is on Plum Island? <laughs> you can't tell me it's for animals and then we're not allowed to see it. I know. I agree. I say one day we swim over there. This is what we're going to do. The authorities will listen. get us. No, they won't. Listen, rumor has it. There's free BBLs over there. <laughs> Juliana Christian going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Our asses are going to be I'll, in I'll rent a chopper. Rain. Imagine you wake up in the middle of the night. You're like, Juliana, I had the craziest ju- Juliana? <laughs> And also, we just she's hating from chat. a ladder from a, ch- a helicopter that I'm driving over yeah. Plum Island. We, we just get our group chats blown up with Juliana and Christian on Plum Island. Like, we, they somehow made it there. They sent us a Snapchat video on them on the, them on yeah. the chopper. And Juliana's like, we're getting BBLs, baby! And then, and then you, we take a Snapchat video of us getting arrested. Like, oh my god, we're going to jail. <laughs> they get there. It's just North Shore's hospital. Like, animal, animal hospital. hospital. Oh yeah, it's god. actually just a legit hospital. And they actually take me in because they think I'm a whale. I <laughs> said, I whale. had this conversation, I think, with James the other day. And I said that they should make it, like, a prison for, like, really, like, a really, really high security prison. And then, like, because, like, we don't believe like in Shutter Island here. Which, like, I don't really believe in it either. Like, okay, some cases... Yeah, definitely. But for the people who, like, even I agree with shouldn't be able to live anymore, they should get sent there. And then they could just die, like, a slow death and be poisoned by all the weird radioactive animal materials. You should just send them to Chernobyl. Yeah. And let them rot. Because that shit's still radioactive. That's just torment. Well, to me, I think it's more torturous to just let them live their life by Mm -hmm. themselves in a cell. Well, in the Handmaid's Tale, sometimes they have good, good living situations there. Well, no, I would, I wouldn't want them to have a good living situation. Like for the ones I'm thinking of, because I don't think it, I don't like the death penalty, be, not because I don't care, I don't if they die or not. Like that's not my reasoning towards it. It's because I feel like it's more torturous to put someone in a room by themselves for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. You go and crazy. Can, yeah, you go crazy. I think that is more torturous to do that for like 40, 50 years. Than to just kill them right away. They'll probably kill themselves, honestly. But anyway, it depends. Some of the people that deserve the death penalty are already crazy. That's the reason they're in that. They're like that in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't even know if it would affect them. Yeah, that's true. They would just true. have a grand old time. They probably talk yeah. to themselves the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Clarice. <laughs> Emma. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that reminded me. Emma, no. Emma, no. <laughs> the condensation. <laughs> All so, right. Vampires are the CIA. Yeah. We love that. Good to know. Ashley, she, I, I just want to mention this really quick. Ashley was telling me, my sister in law, she said that um, like there's like a real like group of people who are like really vampires and like obviously they're not like going around sucking people's blood but like it's like a whole like religious belief and like they have oh, their yeah. own like oh I saw that there's um there's like this uh, video on YouTube there was like a 20 minute documentary about yeah. vampires and like they live in coffins and yeah. like, stuff like that like they're like really are Whoa. a thing yeah so that leaves me with this question 
Are you Team Jacob or Team Edward? <laughs> <laughs> Jacob. Because <laughs> he has personality. No offense, Edward. And so. he was more handsome, let's be honest. I mean, of course. But, like, if we're just going <laughs> off of... I mean, Edward power-wise, duh. But, like, Jacob on every other account. Okay, also for this week on The Versus, we want to know, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? We'll put that in the story. Oh, my God. <laughs> that will probably we're going to do the, second versus. That is going to be the majority, like, of the post. <laughs> like, we're going to make it Team Jacob versus Team Edward. Period. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't want to be part of this anymore. You were the one who brought it up. Okay, you did bring so... it up. I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> All right. Number two. Conspiracy number two. Is that me? Conspiracy uh, yeah. right. number two. So my conspiracy. Well, it's not a conspiracy, but I'm going to be talking about Albert Fish, the no. known serial killer. The goldfish. <laughs> so let's talk about like his early life before his like most famous kind of a way he got caught and also famous killing i love this by 1890 he was like 20 years old fish moved to new york city um he engaged in like male prostitution and started beginning to molest like and raping young boys uh, mostly boys who were younger than like six years old um in 1898 fish's mother arranged a marriage for him with this girl anna and they had um who was nine years his junior so she was really young, but uh, they had six children to the, together. And then in 1903, Fish was arrested for like grand larceny, and he was convicted and incarcerated in that uh, the Sing Sing prison. By the way, this guy is called the Brooklyn Vampire, so he's from around here, oh, where wow. we live. Uh, so Fish later recounted. No, actually, I won't even discuss any of that yet. Uh, but several years later, in 1910, Fish was working in Williamton, Delaware, when he met a 19-year-old man named Thomas Keaton. Keaton. Uh, he took Keaton to where he was staying, and at the two, and the two began began to have like a sadistic relationship where it was like um, kind of like BDSM. Sadomasochism. Oh, Sadomasochism. Mm-hmm. What the mm-hmm. hell is that? So basically, tying someone up, whipping oh, okay. them, stuff yeah. like that. Why do you know what that is, Juliana? I mean, I... Anyway. (laughs) It is unclear whether or not Fish forced Keaton to do these things, but in his confession, it is implied that Keaton was, like, intellectually disabled. Um, And he actually says in, like, his confessions that he actually went towards people who were, like, mentally disabled. Um, uh, Just as, like, a asterisk over there. Uh, so after 10 days, Fish took Keaton to an old farmhouse where he tortured him for over a period of two weeks. Uh, Fish eventually tied him up, cut off half his penis, and said, I shall never forget his scream or the look he gave me. Uh, Fish later recalled that he originally intended to kill him um, and cut up his body and take it home, but he feared that the hot weather would cause a smell and a draw attention to him. So he instead poured peroxide over his half-cut penis, left a $10 bill, and covered his penis in Vaseline and a handkerchief, and kissed him goodbye. (laughs) Uh, And then he said, I took the first train that I could back home and never heard of what happened to him after that. Wait, so he had his penis? Yes. He cut off half his (laughs) penis. Now I'm, I'm like, sorry. It's really not funny. He Just cut off like, half his Christian penis. said penis so many times, and I was sitting here silently Bro. laughing at it. I'm sorry. I was thinking, did he cut it in half? I don't, I don't know or did how he cut it like, he down cut the it. middle, like 
half. Ooh. It definitely half off. It had to, I think it was yeah. half yeah. off. Clean off. He didn't like hot dog mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah, well, you know and what it mean? was like, definitely messy. Like it. it's not yeah. like he like knew how to do it. Like he just probably just cut it. That's disgusting. Why would you like if you cut it off? Why would you not just cut the whole thing off? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, he only wanted half. Yeah, it, it's literally crazy. And like That's he's also known crazy. for like self mutilation because of like all this BDS BDSM stuff. So eventually, like when he dies, uh, they found like in like his scans that like, he had like fish needles that he jabbed into his pelvis and stuff like Ew. that. This dude's like crazy. Jesus Christ, is that why he's called fish? No, that's his last name. <laughs> no, I'm joking. They should call him the penis cutter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 1917. He had over 200 penises on him. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine. My man just threw over him like ninja stars. He just collects. Half penises. Yo, yeah. could you imagine being the cop chasing after him and he just turns around with those penises at you? <laughs> oh, but wait. <laughs> only half so only half of penises. Yeah. So Where'd he get all of them? <laughs> he has a freaking plant in his house growing them. <laughs> He, just, he plants it in the ground and hopes that yeah, the tree sprouts. And then you walk by and you go, you walk by it and you say, wow, that's a weird looking mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine oh he, he had a whole garden so full funny. of just half penises in him. <laughs> but only halves. Yeah. I like we did only halves. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't cut like the whole thing off. Uh, he's like, I guess I just leave him a nub or something. <laughs> Bro, like you, you cut off I'm, half of mine. That's my whole thing. Like, I, I was about know. to say, oh I was really about to say, how big was this man's cut? I mean, you, right. off, you can cut off half of anything. It doesn't well, unless it's a micro, but definitely just tip. De- oh my god! <laughs> oh, anyway, god. in 1917, uh, his wife left him uh, for the oh, handyman that they actually boarded, like at their house. So, like this man was, oh. yeah. But obviously, he didn't care because he was always like going off and having sex with like other men. Mm-hmm. So he was on the DL. He was on the DL. <laughs> um, after yeah. his arrest, Fish told the newspaper that his wife. Uh, left him and she took nearly every possession the family owned and then fish began to have auditory hallucinations uh and he once wrapped himself in a carpet saying that he was following the instructions of john the apostle you guys literally are going crazy right now <laughs> i'm sorry mary dl <laughs> i'm trying so hard not to laugh they because... keep making faces into the mic <laughs> i know and they're like <laughs> silently hissing it's really funny <laughs> i was laughing because i said dl and you guys were like Oh, wow, James. <laughs> what? I'm married on the DL. Because I know my gay terminology. DL. That's not a gay terminology. <laughs> I think it is. I'm on the down low. That's not like, really like, gay in, terminology. In reference to people that are married and seeking other arrangements But it's just, men. that's like using the word. Yeah. Down just... low is like, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fixing up this guy's car on the down low. Because like, I'm not doing it like for real money. Okay. I understand. Like, it's not, it's not. Anyway, that's that not a gay like term. The Simpsons, so I'm gonna be honest. It's not explicitly well, a gay thing? term, but in the sense, like, people will use it in that sense. Yeah, I guess. Okay, we're good. In my, so, my, my argument, if I didn't know DL was, like, the gay thing, like, oh, he's secretly gay, and I was like, somebody said, oh, this guy's on the DL, I'd have been like, okay, he's a sus sick, he's sus. That's it. <laughs> he's just on, like, he does sus things. Yeah. Yeah, but it's because, the same thing, though. That... Like when you're on the down low, you're doing something sus. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the way I used it was, as in like he's doing, he's gay. He's really being doing gay. It's stuff. the same thing. He's being sussy. He's it's doing just something one secretly. One is just more specific. Yeah. Than another. That's it. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> All right. He wraps himself in the carpet and says yeah. he's following the apostles. Yeah. Well, he's, he's saying he's following the instructions of uh, John the apostle. Um. And 
I was also talking about like his self harm, how he embedded himself, uh, his like needles into his groin and abdomen. Oh. After his arrest, X-rays revealed that Fish had at least twenty nine needles lodged into his pelvic region, um, and he also hit himself repeatedly with a nail studded paddle. Uh, and inserted wool doused with lighter fluid into his anus and set it on fire. What did he say? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. What do we know about this man's very early life, like his childhood? Do we know anything about it? He was with the love family. Uh, his early life. Um, this guy really likes family had history of mental illness. Mm-hmm. No, there you go. His uncle had mania. One of his brothers was confined in a state mental hospital. And his wow. sister, Annie, was diagnosed with a mental affliction. Um, three other relatives were diagnosed with mental illnesses. And his mother had or- areol and areolas or nice. visual hallucinations. <laughs> Let me see. I guess that's auditorial, but it's like areol. Oh, oral, oral. Like A-U-R-A, like aura hallucination. Yeah, oh, okay. This guy's wilding out, man. Fish's father was a fertilizer manufacturer, suffered a fatal heart attack at his station. So what you're telling me is his whole family should not reproduce. Essentially, yeah. Wow. He had six kids. What happened to his kids? Do you know? Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, Sam. Do you know? You don't tell by not now, not really. Know. You don't really find out much about them. But like, Damn. well, so he took care of them because his wife left the kids with him. Okay, so after he, she went with the guy. Yeah, so she went with the guy, and he was left with all the kids. So he had to watch all of them. Wow. Damn, and he did all that while watching the kids. Mm-hmm. My man, productive. Uh, <laughs> this also says right, at age twelve he began a relationship with a telegraph boy. The youth introduced Fish to such practices as uh, drinking urine and eating feces. What the fuck? Fish began public bath, uh, public bath houses where he could watch other boys undress, and spending a great portion of his weekends on these visits. And then throughout his life, he would write obscene letters to women whose names he acquired from classified advertisements. Okay. So that's his like early life background. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now we'll go to his like escalation, like the nineteen nine, starting in nineteen nineteen, and it kind of ends in like nineteen thirty. But this is like when he starts escalating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fish stabbed an intellectually disabled boy in Georgetown, and he chose people who were, like I said before, mentally disabled or of African American descent because he didn't believe those people would be, uh, people would think that they like were missing. So like he he thought people wouldn't care about them. Okay. Um, so that was his explanation on why he chose his victims, and then Fish would later claim to have occasionally paid boys to procure other children for him. Which he then tortured, mutilated, and murdered young children with his implements of how, which were, in his words, a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a small handsaw. So he would literally gather and have other men gather these boys for him to torture. Did these guys know that's what they were doing? Yes. I, I believe they were forced to do it. This guy's brutal. For real. How many kills does he have? Uh, I'll get to that in a little bit because his known kills are like three. He's suspected of eight more, but he's definitely done more. Like, I definitely but think that's, he's done more. That's what he's killed, not tortured. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, tortured is probably His a lot. kids had to be tortured. That's what I was thinking, I agree. too. Especially because, like, you said in the beginning with, like, the younger boys, like, under yeah. six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, this, the articles that I would, was reading, none of them say anything about his kids, like, at all. So, I don't know. They just don't know about it, or... Ooh. Damn, serial killers. I can't believe mm-hmm. you killed and tortured all these people and nobody really knew. 
Well, yeah. Back then. Like the, the no, back no, then, like how would you know? Yeah. Uh, on July 11th, 1924, fish found an eight-year-old girl, Beatrice Khalil, Kyle, playing alone on her parents' farm on, in Staten Island, New York. He offered her money to come up and help him look for rhubarb. Um, she was also about to leave the farm when her mother chased fish away. So her mother stopped before he was able to torture her and take her off the farm. Thank God. Fish left, but then returned later to the barn where he tried to sleep, but was discovered by Beatrice's father and forced him to leave. Then three days later, fish killed Francis McDonald, um, on Staten Island during 1924, uh, the 54-year-old suffered from psychosis, and he started to feel like he was from uh, getting signals from God telling him to torture kids. So he believed that he was being told from God that these kids needed to die, they needed to be tortured. That was his mission from God. I, that is so contradictive mm-hmm. yeah. of religion and what God is. It happens a lot. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then shortly before his abduction of the, his most famous case, Fish attempted to test his implements of hell on a child he had been molesting named Cyril, Cyril Quinn. Quinn and his friend were playing a box ball on the sidewalk when Fish asked them if they had eaten lunch. And when they said that they had not, he invited them into his apartment for sandwiches. While the two boys were wrestling on Fish's bed, they dislodged his mattress and then underneath was a knife, a handsaw, and a meat cleaver. They became frightened and ran out of the apartment before he was able to do anything. Oh, my God. Thank God. Mm-hmm. So now we come to the famous case that kind of gets him busted. Um, the murder of Grace Budd. So on May 25th, 1928, Fish saw a classified advertisement in the Sunday newspaper that said, A young man, 18, wishes position in, co- in the country edward budd and then has like his address <laughs> i was like whoa on may 28th a few days late three days later fish then visited the budd family in manhattan under the pretense of hiring edward he later confessed confessed that he was planning to tie edward up mutilate him leave him to bleed to death but uh fish introduced himself as frank howard a farmer in farmingdale new york he promised to hire bud and his wife will and his friend willie um and said that he would send them in for a few days. Fish failed to show up, but he sent a telegram to the Bud family apologizing to set a later date. Fish returned. He met Edward's younger sister, 10-year-old Grace Bud, and apparently shifted his intentions towards her and quickly made up a story about having to attend his niece's birthday party. He eventually convinced her parents to let Grace accompany him to the party um, and then Fish subsequently took Grace to an abandoned house he had previously picked out to use for the murder of his next victim, um, which was in Irvington, New York. And then he murdered and ate her. Like, cannibalistic-wise, ate her. Um, so, she became missing. The parents didn't know where she was. She get, uh, The mother gets a letter uh, from this guy. Which reads, I'm going to read the full letter. My dear Miss Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand at the steamer Tacoma Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. 
At that time, there was famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3. So, so great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or a girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just what you want to cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which was the sweetest part of the body, and sold as veal cutlet, brought the highest price. John stayed there was so long, uh, so long he acquired a taste of for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven, one eleven, took them home to strip them naked, tied them in a closet, then burned everything he had on them. Several times every day and night, he spanked them, tortured them, to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the eleven-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass. <laughs> this is what the note says. That's wild. And of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except head and bones and guts. He roasted in the oven all of his ass, boiled, broiled. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why he said it like that. Bro, I can't take this serious. It sounds fake. It really does it sound does. fake, but it's not. My thing is, I would, I personally, I'd probably eat the fattest ass last. Save the best for last. I mean, oh. I'm not even going to discuss that. <laughs> that. I feel like that's so crazy. Um, at the, uh, the little boy was next, went up, went the same way. At this time I was living at this address. He told me so often how good human flesh was. I made up my mind to taste it on Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928. I called on you at her address brought you pot cheese and strawberries we had lunch grace sat in my lap and lap and kissed kissed me i made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party you said yes she could go i took her to an empty house in westchester i had already picked out one night we got there i told her to remain outside she picked wild flowers i went upstairs and stripped off all my clothes i knew if i did not i would get blood on my my clothes and i would have evidence when all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she began to see me naked, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked, how she kicked and bites and scratched me. I choked her to death, then cut her into small pieces so I can take my meat to my rooms, cook it, and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days. <laughs> Stop laughing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's I so can't believe this is real. I can't believe this I, is fucking just, real. Like, I know. It's so crazy. That's yeah. like, it's just like. I'm laughing because of like. It's I'm, just so it's, bizarre. It's bizarre. Like, how do I react? Like, I can't. Why, I don't yeah. even know how to react right now. It's like uncomfortable. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her though. I could have if I wished to. She died a virgin. Police investigated a letter. It had um, a symbol from this company that, uh, so they investigated that symbol. Turns out that a person had left, like this company had left their stationery in this person's apartment, and the person who lived there was Fish. So they were able to catch him through that, mm. and that's how they caught him. But, like, that's insane. I, so he, he's fucked. like, he's like, oh yeah, I ate the shit out of your daughter. 
But I, I didn't fuck her though. What? Um, I'm good. Like, no, I'm good. I'm a good guy. Yeah. I, I didn't fuck her. I could have if I wanted to, but I didn't fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Like that's crazy. And it's also crazy. Like his intention was to originally kill the brother. Mm. Like that's crazy. That just shows the audacity. Like mm-hmm. that's so fucked up. But like, wh- why? Would the mother even like? Right. Like, yeah, well, it was different go. times. It's different times. Back it definitely then. Like, wasn't different ever, Like everyone slept with like no no locks on their front door. Like yeah. everything was just all fine and well. Like. But nope. like it's just like crazy. Like you're going into like talking about like this, the huge story of like why you went into cannibalism and why you wanted to try it. Like yeah. you think she really cares about that? Like you literally just ate her daughter and then and, like, taught her told he, her about it the audacity for him to send that letter to yeah. her and be like oh like thanks so much for helping me try out my first like taste of human flesh like it's so weird no it wasn't his so first taste weird. it was his first no was it yeah it's first yeah it taste. was it was his first he taste. said that his friend on the boat convinced him to try it that so he, that yeah it convinced that, him to do it and that that's why was he, he went to grace went. oh to do it i thought yes. he tried some from his friend no. no no he he his friend convinced him that he should do it Okay. So that's why he started to go to Grace. Which Damn. Is so, like, it's Listen, disgusting. I'm all into eating ass, but not like that. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's cringed. Oh. Anthony's cringed out. Oh, God. Should we cut that? No. no. <laughs> but, yeah. That, I, I just really thought this guy believe. was insane. I can't believe that's real. He was known as the Brooklyn Vampire. Um, and he did have three known victims. And let me just double check how many... Um, one, two, three, four, ones? five. He just killed them? Oh, and tortured. Uh, I don't have the other ones. I don't know what happened to the other ones. I think he killed them. Wait, did he suck blood? Because you said he was the vampire. They called him the vampire. Well, he just ate kids, so people just called him the Interesting. vampire. Um, wow. But he did go to trial, and he was sentenced to death. Oh, so, really? Yep. He, he was executed. As he should. Period. When the, justice, that's si- crazy. When the justice system works, actually, <laughs> shocking. Once every century. One, once every century. <laughs> they did right on that one. Yeah. I just can't imagine what the fuck this guy was thinking. Yeah. Imagine. like. Well, like, he thought he, he's obviously mentally ill because I mean, he was hearing like, hallucinations. Severe, and, like, mental illness in his family. Yeah. Like, th- this man was should not have been in the public. And it, but it's interesting, though, because, like, a lot of people who are mentally ill are not dangerous. Like, they're not dangerous to other people. No. Like, it'll be a rare instance that someone who has, like, schizophrenia or something like that, like, oh, some yeah. big, like, buzzword, like, mental illness is actually dangerous to other people. They're more of a danger to themselves than anyone else. Yeah. Like, there, there's a person who used to be at um, my mom's job who I was obsessed with. He was so, so nice and so caring um he had schizophrenia and like every time like you know uh he felt like the demons were getting to him like he would have an american flag around his hand so we all knew and he was just like the nicest guy like he was so sweet and he's like he just like didn't want like those like voices to overtake him and stuff like that um so like people with mental illness are you know naturally good it's just like they're the rotten apples, like every human. Like there's exactly. serial there's killers who are not people. mentally ill. They're just fucking crazy. Like mm-hmm. they just like want to kill people, mm-hmm. but they're normal, like typically developed, not normal. <laughs> but yeah. Damn. But yeah, I, I thought that was insane. I never heard of him before until like uh, I researched him. So my well, like my friend told me that 
he was like a crazy serial killer. And I had to yeah. look him up. Yeah, never and they talk about that. like Jeffrey Dahmer and mm-hmm. um, Son of Sam and all these other people, but they don't talk about this guy. No, mm-hmm. and he's do literally have, like right up our alley. I wonder if they have like a documentary about him or something like that. I'm sure they do. What was his name again? Something Albert like? Fish. I found out Jeffrey Dahmer used to like touch like he would like hold body parts and then jerk off of them. Ew. Well, really? Like, he would jerk off to the body parts. Yeah. That's so crazy. Experience some sexual gratification from that. Ugh, it's so gross. Like just that. Like I don't. I can never picture. Obviously, because I'm not a killer. But like just to get into that mind space of like why someone would do that is mm-hmm. I can't even do it because like I I can't gross. fathom being in that mind space. It's gross. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. All right. All right. Conspiracy, Conspiracy number. number. Three. <laughs> so, spooky. I come to you with spooky tales. Oh my god! You know what that reminds me of? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ducktales. I come to you with spooky tales of ghostly people. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. It's not a ghostly person, because I'm talking about the demon cat. <laughs> what? The demon cat. The demon cat. You mean Sebastian? Yes. <laughs> Wait, the demon cat, like an actual cat, or a person named Demon Cat? No, it's a it's a cat. It's a demon cat. We're talking a ghost Sussy. cat. So I can just punt kick this ghost. This cat, Sussy, is a ghost. Okay. Okay. Of Christmas. All right. Best. What about it? Let me set the. I'm not. <laughs> that was so the, aggressive. Let me set You're the, like, uh, what about it? The tone for you. So I, I mean, what about listen. it? It's a fucking cat. Like, uh, <laughs> shitting on your conspiracy <laughs> right now. Listen. I just said one word. Just, it was just the way you said it. Okay, go ahead, James. Cats. This is so. I figure you know we're doing the Halloween thing. Spooky because it's a ghost and it's cats. And what are cats? Cats are the symbol of Halloween or one of the symbols? I should okay. say. Okay. Well, black cat. Specifically, black cat. cat. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to be talking just in general, just cats, but specifically black cat, symbol of Halloween, right? In many cultures and countries, actually, they view cats as these powerful mystical creatures and bringers of bad luck. Okay. Bringers of bad luck, really? Mm-hmm. I just thought they were like powerful, like creatures bad omens and stuff as. like that. I've heard well, some of like yeah, bad some people. Omens. Yeah. If you see a, a black cat, you have bad luck. I mean, like I've heard that, but like yeah. I never believed it. I always thought they were so cute. I mean, I just I I, I, I I just believe that all black cats are magical somehow. I think they're all like Salem from Hocus Pocus, like Jelly. Oh, well, no, black. Jelly's she not full black. She's black a tuxedo cat. I love her. I love her too. She's so fat She's and fluffy. Baby. Anyway. Um, so yeah, and cats—they're also nocturnal animals, and that is—they're also associated with um, nighttime prowling, witchcraft, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Evil. Exactly. <laughs> they're evil motherfuckers. I mean, so after giving you that little, uh, I guess, background on cats and spooky Halloween, we're going to the demon cat. The demon cat is a ghost cat that haunts the government buildings in Washington D.C. <laughs> What? Yeah. You think it's funny? You got something to say? <laughs> I want to hear more about it. Get out of here. <laughs> Cringe. That's your hiss? Okay, that's better. <laughs> that's what Anthony was doing silently before when Christian was doing Well, I was talking about the, guy, the guy's letter. Anthony was like... 
Oh no, that's, <laughs> was that what you, we were both doing? I was yeah. doing the I was doing the vampire. Yeah, I was doing like, we were going. Oh, like that. Yeah. oh, okay, not cat hissing, vampire hissing. Yeah, because they're so different. Yes, they do. Imagine getting. <sighs> I'm gonna eat your blood. <laughs> I, no? that's actually a scary vampire. Like, I'm traumatized. Yo, if a vampire's gonna be sucking my blood, you know, suck it through something else, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have You're a straw. That, that is literally cringe. Reason. Wait, we're oh talking about God. a demon cat. Okay. Get out of here. Tell us about Get your demon here. cat. Come on. Okay. So, uh, legend is this demon cat in these government buildings lives to frighten people and prophesizes disasters tragedies whatever you like want to call oh i've heard about that yeah similar to the mothman but the mothman was more like a warning mm-hmm. or passing people take it whereas the cat is just i know just evil was. shit was happening. gonna say like 9 11 i know no <laughs> God, can happened? you imagine i know what the demon cat is do you the yeah. night. talk about him. hillary clinton's pussy <laughs> oh, my God. that's a demon cat right there i'm done that's fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> Anthony really felt Yo, Anthony was though. literally probably like, Yo, I can't wait to fucking say this right now. I can't wait to <laughs> I was say like, this. I was waiting for you to pause. I was like, when's the perfect time? That's I, that, was good, that was a good joke. It's not gonna lie. Okay. So uh people say when they see this cat, it's nothing more than a regular sized house cat. It looks some people say it looks like a tabby cat, some people say it looks like a old black cat. Uh they say its eyes glow so bright that one person actually compared its eyes. Uh, to the headlights of a fire truck. Okay. So look creepy. However, I know it is. But I mean, to be fair, sometimes when you see cat, like when we see our cats at night, their eyes do glow a lot. They do. Not like the headlights of a freaking fire yeah, truck. Yeah, but this is a demon cat. Don't forget. Demons. Okay. Right. However, when the uh, demon cat is spotted, it quickly grows to the size of a tiger. And sometimes people even say the size of an elephant. What? Size of an mm-hmm. elephant walking through Washington D.C. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and no pictures. Not that I could find. I mean, I didn't really look for pictures to be honest with you. But so, um, most I'm of the to find a picture while you're so talking. most of the sightings um are in the basement of the Capitol building and like the passageways that go on throughout the Capitol yeah. building. Yeah. However, the demon cat was also spotted in the White House, and that's where it comes with these um prophesized disasters. But I'll get to that later. So the first sighting of this cat dates back to 1862. And this is where many people said that they would see this cat in the basement of the Capitol building. And apparently uh, there was a guard that actually fired his gun at the cat. And the cat just disappeared. And that was it. Nowhere to be seen. Just vanished before his eyes. So that guy's kind of a dick for shooting a cat, first of all. I don't know why. Period. Okay. Anyways, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm, so nice. when it comes to the White House, like I said, this is where these prophesized disasters kind of happen. Mm-hmm. So when the demon cat is spotted on the ground floor of the White House, it basically is it's a bad omen that a horrible event is going to happen. For instance, like the Mothman. Yes, but like I said, the Mothman was more of a it, like a warning, like something bad is going to happen here. The cat would just be on the white house floor and it was something bad like it wasn't a warning it was like something bad's about to happen fuck you kind of thing because the mothman would go to the places where it was gonna happen you know what i mean oh, like that bridge like the mothman would be on saying. the bridge and the bridge would collapse and what yeah. would be over here and this cat was just it was just when it was seen on the white house floor like on the ground floor that's when something bad was gonna happen mm-hmm. 
So, for instance, uh, there was a guard that spotted the demon cat just before the stock market crashed in 1929. And later on, the demon cat was spotted in the White House again just prior to JFK's assassination in 1963. Wow. And Lincoln's uh, assassination in 1865. This cat's been around. So, now, obviously, a demon cat grows the size of an elephant, could be a little, uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but rambunctious, is that the word? A little out there? Is that the right word? I guess so. I don't know what word you're looking for. Yeah. Like, it's a little out there. Like, like weird? Like yeah, weird like, it's a little looking? out there. Like, it's, no, like, so rambunctious it's pretty crazy. would not be the word. Yeah, no. Well, there's always explanations to things like this. So, two explanations are, in the mid-1800s, uh, there were several cats that were brought to the basement passageways of the Capitol building. And they were brought there to kill rats and mice and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. And those, I believe those cats still roam around the passageways today. I'm not the same cats, obviously, but. They're descendants. Yeah. <laughs> so it's possible that these people just literally saw regular cats. Yeah. It, and, yes, that's what it sounds yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And it was the nighttime and it was dark. So they just got spooked by these cats and that was it. Um, And also. Imagine being scared by a cat. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. The size of an elephant. <laughs> so, and then the other thing was. That this whole thing could have been just a tale made up by guards that were working there at the time. So back in the day, uh, guards, they would drink a lot while they were on duty. And there's a story about this one guard that he got so drunk, he was laying down on the floor and he got licked by a cat. And he looked over and he saw the cat and he was like, holy shit, that's a giant cat. In reality, uh, not in reality, because we don't know, but odds are it was literally just a regular cat, and he was so drunk, and when he turned around, still so close to his face, he didn't know better, and he was like, that's a giant fucking cat. Yeah. (laughs) His depth perception was a little bit off. Yeah. So then he told, um, he told his superior, and he got sent home that day to recover, and the other guards... Recover. Yeah, I know. And the other guards kind of got this message that if you saw this demon cat you would be sent home as well. So it was almost like a get out of a get out of job free card. So that could be another thing that these guards were kind of just like, oh I saw That's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) And then it also it just became this this tale, basically. So but apparently I didn't know this. This is actually a very popular one of the most popular ghost stories told about the White House. Yes, I I remember uh, when I I toured it, like this because the government like the White House is very haunted, which I also didn't really know. It's a very haunted building. And I apparently, mean, it's old as fuck, so... Yeah. Think about all the terrible people that have walked through there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be haunting that place, too, if I was <laughs> over there. <laughs> but... <coughs> spooky cat. Yeah, spooky cat. Probably mm-hmm. not. Probably just a regular cat. Mm-hmm. That some <laughs> drunk-ass motherfucker tried to get out of work for saying... Literally. Mm-hmm. You know work, people. And then you yeah. get... You just talk about it and then it becomes an well, exaggerated it's like story. what happened in high school remember that there was that one day of so many fights and like if there's one more fight you guys are going to leave school early so that everyone just started fighting each other but nobody ever did the last fight yeah nobody no ever one did, did the, the last fight yeah well i don't think people were like able to remember me you and paulie were like should we just fight each other <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile we could just walked out the door and went home if we wanted to yeah <laughs> they didn't really have good security we literally did yeah, yeah. I, i've done that Bosies? yeah yeah the bus never came. I literally would left. just walk out the side. No, entrance. I think we missed it. We missed it. Yeah, we missed I the bus. I used to do that a lot my senior year. It is, like, so easy. Like, it's the fact that you can just leave school and, like, the ser- they would never put security guards in the 
side entrance gates. So, like, I would go through the side entrance. No one was there. And I would go through the gate because no one was there. And I left. Like, we live right here, so. It was different for me at my high school, but I had my car there. So, I would just skedaddle. You had a car in high school? Yeah, in senior year. Can't relate. Because she was rich. I paid for that car with my money that I saved by myself. I had I had a car that was three hundred dollars, and I didn't get it until I graduated. I think. Well, you lived right here too, so like you could have walked if you wanted. I did walk. I lived did, too yeah. far away from my school. I couldn't walk. I'm fat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, conspiracy. I never heard that conspiracy. By the way. Yeah, that was cool. That's what I was surprised about because it literally is. It's like one of the most popular ghost stories told about the White House, and I've yeah. never heard of it. I think it's because we're not like historians. None of us are really into history. Probably, it's probably true. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Conspiracy <laughs> number four. But the thing is, too, the thing about this is, it's not really. You know how ghosts, like ghost, scary ghost stories, are told mm-hmm. as scary, go, uh, scary ghost stories. This is almost told more like a like a folk tale. Like yeah, folk that's what it seemed like. like. Yeah, so that's what makes me believe it's not really real either. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right, Juliana. Conspiracy number four. Okay, you already mentioned him a few times. Guess who I'm talking about? Jeffrey Dahmer. No. Son of Sam. Yes. Oh I yeah. It, I said it once. Thank <laughs> you very boy. much. David Berkowitz, <laughs> aka the Son of Sam. So he was born. Sam I believe I it was June first, nineteen fifty-three, in Brooklyn, New York. I want to note that he is a Gemini because a lot of, I think like that's the most significant astrological sign, like as far as serial killers go. What? What month? Gemini's. It's uh, the end of May to the end of June. So you're saying Gemini's are serial killers? I knew it. Mm -hmm. Because did you notice his story also was in, happened in June as well? June 3rd? It did. You know Juliana's Gemini? It started in May. Juliana's a Gemini. I know. So you're a killer. Keep that in mind. No. I'm not gonna lie, all the Geminis I met, they're pretty they're pretty crazy. <laughs> wow, Anthony. <laughs> I'm hurt. I'm ringing this. She <laughs> Okay, anyway. He was born June first, nineteen fifty three, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, so he was I looked it up, sorry Christian, he is the most n- notorious serial killer in all of New York State. Son of Sam? Yeah. Yeah, but I always known about him. Isn't Tori's more of a, an opinion? Yes. I guess so. But, like, everyone knows who he is. I've heard... I've never heard Christian's story, and I've heard of Son of Sam, and I can... I don't remember exactly what it is, but I feel like I'd remember it if it was crazier than Christian's. All right. So I don't know if I can say he's the, he's the most He's notorious. the most notorious. Most well-known. Okay. Is that the guy with his okay. dog? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll get there. Okay, so, anyway... Good job, Anthony. David Berkowitz is what I will refer to him as. This guy was, this guy was born store? in June. Damn. Your person? Other, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. What day? That's crazy. 19th. Yeah, that's still Gemini. I think it's the 21st. Oh, wait, no. May 19th. Oh. I mean, that's end of the other one. That's okay, Gemini anyway, season. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, um, let me see. So. I want to talk about his early life first because it was really messed up. So, for those of you who don't know, Dave Berkowitz, son of Sam, he basically killed six people. He wounded 11. Um, he was active between uh, July 29th, 1976 and July 31st, 1977. I mean, July 
31st. Did I say that? That was weird. July 31st, 1977. So, his early life. Um, he was really born as Richard David Falco. Um, within the first few days of his birth, his biological mother gave the child away. So, apparently, she had a three-year... Uh, she had a relationship previously with a married man, and that was what who we now know with David Berkowitz is his biological father. So, a lot of people speculated that um, his, like, biological father threatened to um, abandon her if she kept the baby and, like, used his name because, like, it's infidelity, a big scandal, whatever. He didn't want to be involved in it. So, she gave him away. Um, so, after that, he... Um, uh, I can't think of it. David Berkowitz's biological dad basically left him and married another woman. So, as an infant, he was uh, adopted by Pearl and Nathan Berkowitz of the Bronx. Um, they owned a hardware store, and they were, like, very modest, and they were just, like, child childless, middle-aged people. Um, and they changed his name from Richard David to David Richard Berkowitz, and he was their only child. So, uh, when he was younger, he was known as somewhat troubled. Even though he had, like, an above-average intelligence, he lost interest in his education at an early age and became infatuated with petty larceny and starting fires. So, a lot of the times, uh, his neighbors would describe him as difficult, spoiled, and a bully. Um, his adopted parents brought him to a therapist one time due to his misconduct it was said at least one time but it was about one time um and it it never resulted in legal intervention but he did wind up going because of how bad his misconduct was which kind of speaks volumes at that time um yeah so then he went into the military he served in the army when he was 17 and he was honorably discharged in june of 1974 um he went to go visit his birth mother her name was betty and after a couple of visits and a few times of them, like, seeing each other, she disclosed, like, the details of his, of the, his birth that she basically had to give him up after a few days and everything. And he was so disturbed and he was, like, he just was so, like, distraught by this. And he it said that he was particular, particularly distraught by the um, array of reluctant father figures. Um... So this basically, there's one uh, forensic anthropologist whose name is Elliot Layton, Layton um, and they described his birth details, like this discovery of his birth details as like the primary crisis of his life that really like shattered his sense of identity and kind of set him off on this um, spree to get revenge on the world. So currently... He is serving six life sentences upstate in Shawanagung Correctional Facility, which is a maximum security prison in Ulster County, which is exactly two hours and 15 minutes away from us right now. Um, He's alive still? Yeah, he's still alive. He's still in prison. He's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Going to interview with him. Yeah, someone actually did for a podcast. It was for, really? um, like, a Crime Stoppers podcast. And basically, like, they wanted to draw attention to him and, like, how people... Like, it's really, like, harmful how, like, serial killers are, like, so, like, prolific and can make money off of their crimes and, like, have this, like, fame. So, they're trying to, like, put laws out against that, basically, where, like, you're not able to make any money eventually off of, like, anything because of what you did. Like, documentaries, merch, like, all this fucked That's... up stuff. 
How, why is that not a thing? I don't, I don't understand that. It might be a it might be a thing now, but a few years ago when the interview was done, that's what they were going there for. But anyway, so all of his crimes took place. They were either in the the Bronx, Brooklyn, or Queens. Um, so I wanted to mention this because it's really interesting. So my mom, when at the time in like 1976 1977 she was like between 16 and 17 years old and he like specifically targeted women with long brown hair so the first time i ever heard about david berkowitz or the son of sam my mom told me about it because she lived in brooklyn at the time and she was around 16 17 and she had long brown hair so she used to tell me about like um how like he would go around and just like how scared she was at that time like you know, kind of, like, starting to date around a little bit and, like, just be involved and, like, be, like, it was a normal thing for people to go sit in their cars and hang out and talk yeah. until the wee hours of the morning and how that was kind of changing um, as that was happening. She was, like, literally alive right there in Brooklyn when that was happening. So, okay, let's get into it. So, the first time he attempted to murder someone, it was um, Christmas Eve night in the Bronx in 1975. So he stabbed two women. One was a young Hispanic woman, and she was never identified, but he apparently admitted to it. And the other one was someone, uh, a young woman named Michelle Foreman, who was 15 years old at the time. She was stabbed six times. He didn't kill her, but it was enough to send her to the hospital. Second incident. Um, basically, it was this young woman, uh, Donna Luria, and her friend Jody Valenti. Donna was 18 and Jody was 19. They were sitting in their car talking about their night and um, Donna opened the door to get out to leave and David Berkowitz walked up to her and shot her. Um, he fired his gun at with at Jody um, as well, but he hit her in the thigh and then he fired one more shot and it missed both of them. So it didn't hit either one of them. And um, unfortunately, um, Donna did pass away, but um, Jody did live through it um so donna actually before let me just see before she passed away i wanted to get this description of like what she said about him um so she described him as a white male in his 30s with a fair complexion about five foot eight weighing about 200 pounds his hair was short dark curly and in a mod style so what's a mod style um like a modern style oh modern yeah so uh, I guess for the time, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so then the next time, it was October 23rd, 1976, and this was, like, a kind of similar shooting, like, people in their cars. So it was Carl De Niro, who was 20, and Rosemary Keenan, who was 18. They were sitting in their parked car when suddenly the window shattered. Um, Carl started the car, and he sped away to get help. He didn't even, like, they said they didn't even know they were being shot at. Um... Rosemary was just, like, it was really nothing crazy. She was just injured by the broken glass that hit her. And then Carl actually got shot in the head, but mm -hmm. he was able to survive it yeah, somehow. Yeah, he survived, yeah. Yeah, he had to have, like, reconstructive surgery on his skull to fix it, but, like, he survived, which is awesome. Um, so then the next one was about a month later, November 27th, 1976, in Floral Park. Um, so Berkowitz approached two high school students who were walking home after seeing a movie it was after midnight. Um, Donna DeMasi, who was 16, and Joanne Lamino, who was 18. Uh, those were the women. So he went up to them. He basically, in a high, it said in a high-pitched voice, he asked them for directions, or he started to. And he was, he said, like, something like, hey, do you guys know where I can find? And then he pulled out a gun, and he shot both of them one time each. 
Um, Donna's injuries were not life-threatening, but Joanne was, like, in serious condition. They both wound up being okay, but Joanne, um, did become paraplegic because of, like, the, the injuries that she suffered. Damn, he really sucks. Uh, yeah, really that's what I thought, yeah. too. I was about to say, I'm really confused. Is he Cereal? trying to kill them? Is he that's, trying to kill them? Or yes, he was just shooting yes. Them? His goal was to kill them, but... How he, many people did he I kill? I watched something on this, and yeah, he, like, a lot of them survived. Yeah. So he's not, a, he's not really a serial killer no he is he is because these are like his first few kills or like attempted kills yeah how many were like in total he killed six people and he wounded 11 six okay yeah so uh yeah so that was them wait did i say that where was i just leaving where was i leaving okay yes the two girls the the two two girls yeah so um the people who lived in the apartment complex right where it happened they came outside and they reported seeing a blonde-haired man who was running away with a gun in his left hand, which is significant because that that's not what he looked like. Mm. So I just wanted to note that. Well, yeah, the, that's why you can't really go off of a lot of witness statements. Yeah. Um, so then it's a couple of months later at this point. It's January 30th, 1977. So the next year. Um, so Christine and her fiance john deal they were both young i didn't get their ages but they were sitting in a car in forest hills queens um they were shot three times uh yeah three times into the car christine was shot twice and she wound up dying um john had minor injuries so was christine his first kill um was it no no he stabbed the girl remember oh yeah she did die she did die yeah that's two Yeah. yeah so that's the second death yeah, that was from the shooting. Donna passed away. Jesus. Um, okay, so then it's two months later, March 8th, 1977. Virginia Foscarician. She was 19 years old. She was shot while she was walking home from class. She was a student at Columbia University. And I thought this was so sad because, like, like I was a student walking, like, walking around with my textbooks late at night. And, like, she used her textbooks as a shield, but he wound up shooting through the textbooks and he killed her he shot her in the head so that was sad obviously all these were really sad but that one was resonated with me um april 17th so a month later 1977 stop thinking i'm cringy okay i see all your faces alexander this is significant okay alexander eswa i don't know how to pronounce his name and valentina suriani were sitting in their car in the bronx David Berkowitz approached them. He fired four shots, killing Valentina instantly. Alexander died a few hours later in the hospital. So this is significant because um, of a couple of blocks away, they found a letter that David Berkowitz wrote, and it identified himself um, as the son of Sam um, on the first uh, on the, as the son of Sam for the first time. So I have a picture of the last page just to get a grasp of how like wasn't it creepy like it is made from like newspaper clippings isn't that what that came from like all the letters no he wrote it out he did write it out yeah he did uh. and it was like his penmanship like was like i don't know it was like a notable thing because it was like there was certain things that were really neat and like they thought he could have been into like calligraphy at certain mm. points yeah so it says i say goodbye and good night police let me haunt you with these words. I'll be back. I'll be back. To be interpreted as bang, 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 bang. Ugh. Yours in murder, Mr. Monster. Which I thought was so, like, unsettling. 
Okay, so that's just creepy. Like, just like imagine finding that note and be like, "Holy fuck!" Like this guy is insane. I know. So then there is the second letter um, that he wrote. He sent it from New Jersey, and he sent he addressed it to um, a Daily News columnist whose name was Jimmy Breslin. Um, I'm not gonna read the letter because it was so all over the place. He starts off and he's like, "I'm writing this from the sewers of New York, and there's vomit and urine and like all this gross stuff that he talks about." So it's really gross. But um, anyway, he sends this letter to this journalist, and with the police, like with the police department's permission, um, like they blocked out a few parts of it and they published this letter in the like the Daily News. And I just thought it was notable. They sold 1.1 million copies of that paper, which is the most edition sold of the Daily News to date, which I thought was crazy. So, so they profited off this. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so last last thing was April 17th. So this is about two months later. June 26th, 1977. Um, Sal Lupo, who was 20 years old, and Judy Placido, who was 17 years old, again, sitting in their car in Queens. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, Three shots were fired into the car. They both had non-life-threatening injuries, and uh, I thought this was crazy because literally a few minutes before they were shot, they said that they were literally talking about the son of Sam and, like, how he was murdering people. Um, I thought that was insane. So... Uh, they both, uh, didn't see an attacker, but a few witnesses reported that they saw a dark-haired, dark-haired man wearing a leisure suit. So, interesting. Then, it's a month later, July 31st, 1977, we have Stacy Moskowitz and Robert Violante. They were both 20 years old. They were on their first date, sitting in Robert's car. They were kissing under the streetlight, very romantic. And all of a sudden, David Berkowitz appears, he approaches the passenger door, and he fired four rounds. Robert lost his left eye, because he was shot in the eye, and Stacy wound up dying. And it's significant, because it's the only blonde-haired victim he had. So. He just doesn't like people having, like, a date. Yeah, literally. (laughs) So, he was arrested on August 10th, 1977, and the next day he was interrogated. Um... He, it was reported that he was, like, really interested in pleading guilty to his crimes. He really, like, didn't have a problem or put up that much of a fight. Um, he told police that his neighbor, Sam, so his previous neighbor, Sam, his dog was the reason that he killed people. He said that this black lab was possessed by an ancient demon which commanded him to kill people. Um, so that's the story that everyone knows, but later on he admitted that that was a hoax it wasn't the real story um there was a psychiatrist i think it was a court-appointed psychiatrist who had to do like an evaluation on him because i don't know if you know i didn't know this until i took forensic psychology it is so hard to plead insanity oh yeah it is so hard to do that like you would think like oh he's telling his like someone's dog is telling him to kill people like that should be enough no like it was not so this psychiatrist basically came out and said that um He had long contemplated murder because he wanted to get revenge on a world that he felt rejected and hurt by, which is just so sad. Um, So he was obviously deemed competent to stand trial. He is currently serving six life sentences, um, upstate New York, where I said. And um, so there's basically like one interesting conspiracy. There was like a documentary that came out a little while ago. Yeah. And it was like Sons of Sam. Yes. Yeah. This is and what I was, yeah. yeah, they talk about how like 
oh, like, the witnesses, they, like, they they reported about a blonde guy, like, um, like, all these different things, and everyone just says, like, that's not true, it's not true, it's not true, um, and, it, like, he'll even say, because, like, I, personally, I think, I like documentaries, but, like, they can be a little one-sided, and, like, they really just, like, are well, there to prove the point of whatever the, like, person is trying to prove well yeah it's not it's, a documentary is not going to show you both sides going to show the most entertaining exactly yeah so that kind of like puts that theory to bed i mean doesn't put it to bed like the he can the thing with like serial killers they want the recognition yeah of being a serial killer so he could not have killed someone someone could have been a copycat but he took claim of that murder yeah yeah but, like, there very well could have been a blonde-haired person who was a copycat. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, like, so I just thought, like, it was important to note, like, in the mid-90s, he basically converted to, like, evangelical Christian, like, Christianity. And, like, since then, he, like, and he'll because I watched, like, some interviews with him, too. Like, he'll even talk about how, like, he... 100% deserves to be in jail. He deserves to be sitting here, like, rotting away for the rest of his life because what he did was wrong and he, like, repents and, like, wishes for... Like, I don't even think he wishes for forgiveness because, like, he knows what he did was so wrong, he'll never get it. Um, but it's really interesting. He was even saying that, like, people write to him and, like, um, like, a lot of them are sincere and, like, just want to talk to him and see, like, what kind of person is, like, he is. And, like, he seems... Not like what? he seems like a changed man, but he doesn't Who seem... Who writes to him? I don't know. You must be mentally ill. People? People write, who write to serial killers need to be looked at by the FBI. Okay, in certain cases. Most in cases. In certain cases. Almost all. I, I disagree. I Unless think that... you're a victim or someone's from the victim's family no. reaching out to see, like, why did you fucking do this? No, a I think that... A random person should not be reaching out to a serial killer. I think that people... Okay, I agree with you. I think that it's weird for people to reach out to serial killers. But I do think that for people who, like, are interested in serial killers or, like, interested in the mind or psychology, like, I would write to him just to see what he says back. Like, what what is he possibly going to say? Like, for no. that reason. Should we write to him? No. I want to. <laughs> no. I say we do it. How old is he? I think it's weird. Let's do it. I'm going to do it. No. Said, can you? Yeah, let's do it. I already thought about doing it. I was going like, to do it myself. But if you guys want to do it with me, that's fine. We'll do it together. Because uh, he writes back. That's the thing. And he's like, if I could, like, inspire people to get help or, like, to, like, do better or to do anything different or, like, even if, like, they're interested in, like, But we don't, I don't, want, I don't want to do something like that and then, like, try, this kind of gives him a redemption in a way. And why, he doesn't deserve that. Well, and he, but he knows that. Like, he'll admit that he did wrong and But, he like, trying redemption. to paint him in a different light is gonna, is gonna shadow what he did to those victims. Um, but True. no one's trying to paint him in a different light just because you but write like, to him and you want to see like what he is. But thinking. then he's gonna he's gonna say something that's like charming and that he changed his ways. But it, blah, blah, blah. it doesn't change what he did. Yes, but like you're still it's still painting him in a different light than what he really is, which is a monster. He's a monster. Okay. okay. Like uh, you're a serial killer. Sides. Yeah, I see. Both I see sides. both sides. They both both sides make sense. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't believe in trying to redeem someone like that. Or but no one is redeeming but him that, by doing but I'm sure there's people you don't who under, do that. But doing something like that is giving them redemption without you thinking that it's giving them redemption. That's, yeah, like he's saying like his response and how he words things is going to make him sound charming to some. Yeah. Not everyone, to some. Okay. 
And there are people who write to these serial killers who are like uh, in love with them because they're obsessed with them thinking that they don't deserve to be in jail, blah, blah, blah. That then just enhances their belief because he makes them believe that he's a changed man. But I am also curious on how he would respond. Or just like what he would say. Like that is why so many people are interested in serial killers because of like their mind and how it works and how like insane they are. Yeah, but that's what they want. They're attention whores. Literally, they want the attention. Why give it to them? But you know what I did find out? Ted Bundy is Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's a Sagittarius? What, what months? December? Yeah. November. You're Sagittarius? Uh, the end of November to just December. Mm-hmm. So you're just you're Sagittarius? Yeah. Yikes. Stay away from me. I'm a Scorp. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is that it? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. That's our first episode of Nightmare New Realms Nightmares. Holy shit. Spooky. Scary. And make sure you guys are following us on all social media po- platforms at New Realms Podcast because we're we'll be posting spooky stuff all month. Um so be t- uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> and don't forget to vote. And don't forget to vote because we can't anymore. Yeah, no voting. Voting. no voting. No voting. No voting. I won't tag you in it. Yeah. Don't tag me in it. No voting. I'll do what I want. God. Oh, God. I'll make three accounts now. All okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> we all just like gave him the death stare. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, hope everyone has a great night. Thank you for listening. Bye. We'll be back on the next, next one. Week. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Boo!